Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And uh, what a weekend we have upon us here. It all began uh, last night with Bellator MMA holding their big event, their last uh, their last large headlining event, event of 2020, where we saw um, Velasquez uh, decision McFarlane and give uh, Elena Lea her her first defeat of her career. Uh, Velasquez took her titles, and uh, it was an interesting an interesting uh, matchup. It took about two rounds for the action to get going, but from there it was back and forth the rest of the way. Good matchup, good closing show for Bellator MMA and a great way to go out uh, in this 2020 to put 2020 to a close for them. They kicked off the weekend in, and got the, uh, got the engines revved up for all the fight fans. Today we had the big news of the weigh-in and uh, where you saw, if you guys tuned into that weigh-in, you could actually catch clips on YouTube, I'm sure, uh, or Sky Sports. And, uh, and it's all over the place, right? Because we haven't seen Joshua exchange words like this, uh, except with, uh, Gerald Miller comes to mind, uh, when that fight was supposed to take place. Uh, other than that, Anthony Joshua has always been kind of calm. It's one of, it's been one of his criticisms dating up to, uh, the Andrew Reese loss where he was almost kind of robotic, kind of monotone. After that loss, something changed in him. And after he defeated Andy, Andy Ruiz a year ago and got all his titles back, that confidence this year, 2020 has been, uh, has been the year for Anthony Joshua, uh, in, in a sense in which he found himself. He's been a lot more personable, uh, throughout interviews. He's joking around. He's doing a multitude of interviews now and all kinds of shows that he's been appearing on and, uh, and doing, doing all kinds of, um, appearances as well uh, a lot more personable we get to know a little bit more about anthony joshua how he behaves how he acts who he is as a, as a person and not just his big um robot uh machine in the heavyweight division so it's been it's been an eye opener and it's been it's been pleasant to see anthony joshua come out and break out of his shell and uh and then we get this weigh in today and kubrat pulev starts getting under his skin anthony joshua is always fairly calm fairly collected this guy got under his skin and they start exchanging barbs and they start exchanging words. And so you got, you got the comments going back and forth. Kubrat Pulev telling them that he basically knows what he's got and, uh, and how he's going to be able to stop him, that he's going to put an end to Anthony Joshua tomorrow. There's four titles on the line, uh, tomorrow. And so that's going to be the WBA, the super, super world heavyweight title, the WBAs, the IBF, the uh, WBO. So three of the major sanctioning bodies titles are on the line, which, uh, Anthony Joshua has claimed to at the moment. And then the IBO is the other title that's that's on there. And the IBO we talked about in one of the previous episodes. So check that one out so you could find out a little bit more about who the IBO is and how they go about the rankings. Um, listen, live, live fight. This is a good heavyweight fight where you don't have a crossroads fighter trying to make a name for himself or or a tomato can, as they call of an opponent for, for the headliner. Uh, this is a Awesome fight that we're going to see in another great name for both of their resumes. How is this going to turn out? Let's, let's take a look at what we got here. We got Kubrat Pulev, uh, with a 28, 28 wins, one defeat, 14 knockouts, uh, out of those 28 wins. So 14 of those victories have come by way of knockout. He is 39 years old. So he's the older of, of the two. Anthony Joshua is currently 31. Uh, the last few fights that Kubrat Pulev has had, that I would say are notable, I would say 
Sam Peter back in 2016, one of the bigger names that, that he took on. Um, Huey Furry, uh, Furry, <laughs> Huey Fury. Uh, that's another notable name that was uh, two years later, 2018. Uh, Bogdan Dinu was another, uh, another KO win, big win for Kubrat Pulev. And then Rido Booker's one of the, um, another prospect, another up and comer in the heavyweight division and who's making noise. Kubrat Pulev has a win over him. His sole defeat, and this is one of the hidden storylines of the fight where Kubrat Pulev's sole defeat, his only loss to his record right now is attributed to, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. He lost to Vlad Klitschko. And, uh, now, during that fight, as Klitschko was preparing for Kubrat Pulev, none other than Anthony Joshua sparred against Klitschko in preparation for Kubrat Pulev. So that's a hidden storyline there where Anthony Joshua feels like he's got a leg up on this matchup and he knows Kubrat Pulev. At least he prepared for Kubrat Pulev once, once before. Uh, so he feels like he's got a leg up on him. Remember, this matchup was supposed to take place uh, a few years ago, 2017, if I recall, and uh, and it, it never materialized. So here we go. Kubrat Pulev, of course, older now at 39, uh, eight-year difference between the two. Uh, nonetheless, he's got he's got good power. I think he's a little bit slower. Uh, that definitely the slower puncher of the two. Got good power behind him. He's slightly shorter, so he gives up some inches in reach. Gives up some inches in height. And he's got the power to back him up, right? A heavyweight division, one punch can change the outcome of a fight in a split second. And Kubrat Pulev has that power. So only defeat that he has attributed to, to his career right now, or, or the, the asterisk to his career right now is, uh, is a defeat to Vladimir Klitschko. 28 wins, no draws, 14 knockouts. We jump over to the champ. And the champ, the last time we saw him was approximately a year ago. Actually, pretty much close to the date a year ago where he uh, ends up defeating Andy Ruiz, takes his titles back uh, last December. I think it was December 7th, if I recall correctly. Um, defeats Andy Ruiz in what was one of the most hyped rematches of heavyweight history and uh, in the heavyweight division. So back-to-back fights with Andy Ruiz. He had that famous loss and it got headlines everywhere. Andy Ruiz was all over the shows, all over mainstream media. The coverage was crazy because he had dethroned the, the man and, uh, and he became the man at that time. So Andy Ruiz still, I'm, we were waiting for Andy Ruiz to come back this December. Doesn't look like it happened. I haven't seen any other news as to when he's supposed to step back in the ring. We know he's training uh, with Canelo and Canelo's team, uh, with the uh, with the Reynoso team. Uh, nonetheless, no other news on Andy Ruiz. So Anthony Joshua coming off of those back-to-back fights with Andy Ruiz and got his titles back last December. Both fighters, Kubrat Pulev has been out of the ring since last November, so coming into this fight tomorrow night with a 13-month layoff, uh, and Anthony Joshua with a 12-month layoff. So very similar in activity on, on behalf of both, but both of them look good. Both of them looked like they were in shape. Anthony Joshua had a pound, give or take an ounce or so. He had a full pound or a solid pound over Kubrat Pulev. Both of them look good. Both of them look in shape and solid. Um, who else? Before Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua had defeated Alexander Povetkin uh, by TKO. He defeated Joseph Parker, uh, Carlos Takam, and of course, the famous big sellout uh, headlining event against Vladimir Klitschko dating back to 2017. Anthony Joshua is is just basically amassing names, right? He's, he's adding names and uh to to that resume and making that resume look even better uh every 
every fight. Um, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to, this is what you expect in a headlining heavyweight fight. There's not a real underdog here. Although you see the deficiencies in style and you start breaking apart the styles, I think the speed of Anthony Joshua, uh, and as, as related to his footwork, I think the speed in, in the way in which he releases his hands and the power is very, uh, is going to be the, the factor here come tomorrow. I do see Anthony Joshua pulling off a victory over Kubrat Pulev, handing Kubrat Pulev his second defeat of his career. I see Anthony Joshua moving, excuse me, moving on to bigger fights come 2021. And I, I really think, uh, he shouldn't have much trouble. I think this is going to stop anywhere between, uh, or anywhere around the middle rounds of the fight. I don't see this fight going all the way. Uh, nonetheless, they're, they're hyping it up very well. Anthony Joshua brings to the table 23 wins, 21 of those 23 wins by way of knockout. His sole defeat, as we just spoke, was a year and a half ago to Andy Ruiz. And of course, he avenged that loss and got his titles back. He's he's come a long way. That Andy Ruiz was possibly one of the best things that could have happened to him, that defeat, where it seemed to have uh, brought out the monster in him again. It seemed to have humbled him and uh, and brought out a good uh, style uh, of boxing. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome things that we're seeing from Anthony Joshua right now. If he pulls this off in an impressive fashion tomorrow night, it's going to be uh, groundbreaking for him. And you know that we're we're bound to see him against uh, against Tyson uh, Tyson Fury, of course. Uh, maybe we'll get to see him against. Luis Ortiz early in the year and then a big fight. But listen, if we get Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, then we get Wilder or we get a third fight, the tiebreaker with Andy Ruiz after Andy Ruiz has a, has a comeback fight. It, it's going to be a money making year for Anthony Joshua headlining event after headlining event. It should be a great year. It doesn't sound like I'm giving Pulev a lot of a chance. I just don't see his style being very effective against Anthony Joshua. Of course, what's the one thing that we love in boxing is an upset, right? The underdog story, the upset. So he's definitely talking the game. He's talking the part right now. Let's hope he uh, performs as such uh, come tomorrow. What else is happening tomorrow? As I said, big fight weekend. This is possibly the biggest thing going on tomorrow. Now, on the MMA side, you have UFC 256, which is the last, the final pay-per-view event of the UFC to close out their 2020. They still have a fight night set um, for for the following week, for the 19th. So it's not the last event that they're putting on, but it's the last pay-per-view card for the UFC this year uh, to close out 2020. Bellator put out their big event on Thursday night. And uh, what else is going on in boxing? Aside from Joshua, we have Shakur Stevenson, who's going to be facing Toka Khan Clary. Remember today or today, tomorrow night on the 12th, we were supposed to see um, Burchelt versus Valdez, right? And that fight ended up falling through. Burchelt ended up getting a uh, testing positive for COVID. Valdez stayed without an opponent and Shakur uh, Stevenson tried to move in and fight Valdez. That fight didn't materialize. So Shakur Stevenson ended up taking over the date and Toka Khan Clary moved in from a quick turnaround. He had a fight back in uh, in October to, to close out October, a uh, TKO victory over Jonathan Perez. And now he's right back into a big, big headlining event against Shakur Stevenson, who, of course, is the uh, up-and-coming star uh, in the featherweight and super featherweight divisions. 14-0, 
eight of those victories by way of knockout on behalf of Shakur Stevenson. And uh, Toka Kankleri brings a 28 and two record with 19 of those victories by way of knockout. This is a this is one of the a big step up in competition for Shakur Stevenson. If he makes easy work of uh, Clary, then he's the sky's the limit for him, right? I know I keep saying it, but all these guys that we're talking about, I mean, Teofimo Lopez, Shakur Stevenson, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, these last few months, the fight game has been at an all-time max and boxing has been at an all-time uh, good spot. Uh, to me, they've been, uh, they've been experiencing, the boxing game has experienced a really, really good time in its history uh, and, uh, and a lot of good fights that we've been, we've been lucky to, to get these last few months. So Shakur Stevenson is your other event. That should be on ESPN. Uh, Joshua Pulev is, should be on Sky Sports uh, box office, if I, if I recall correctly. I hope I don't give you the wrong info, but they should be on Sky Sports. So check out your local listings. And then also DAZN, if you can't get it on Sky Sports or you don't have it available in your area. Uh, Shakur Stevenson should be on ESPN, the UFC on pay-per-view. Uh, and uh, hey, Get ready. It's going to be an awesome Saturday uh, of fights for the fight fan. Perfect way to, uh, to, to enjoy a Saturday. Perfect way to, uh, to chill and just hang back and have some good company around you and enjoy a, a, a full day of fights. And, uh, we win, right? The fight fans win. Uh, other than that, I'll keep bringing some other episodes for you. I'll be on the road here in the next few days, but I'll still be recording while I'm on the road and I'll be pushing out some more episodes here for you in the coming days. I'll most likely be on the road when I do that, um, the recap show. But, uh, nonetheless, you can expect that here either tomorrow night or Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, and hey, enjoy the fights, guys. Thank you guys again for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Talk to you all soon.